This is the Hoboken Grace Podcast. Whether you're in the car or enjoying a walk, we hope you're having a great day. Just like every weekly conversation, we hope today's message deepens your relationship with God and builds into your life in a helpful way. For access to our full podcast library, visit HobokenGrace.com or our app. My name is Anthony. For those of you who don't know me, I'm the care pastor here at Hoboken Grace. And um, wow, Tony, what a perfect story uh, as we're in the middle of a series called Habit Forming. Um, like I said, we're in, we're in week four of habit forming, and listen, if this is your first time with us, welcome. We're so excited that you're here, whether you're joining us online or in person. Um, but as we begin to look, as we begin this year, really, we begin, we begin to look at how we can shift the question, right? The question that we've really been asked our entire life, which is, what do you want to be when you grow up? What are you trying to be? And we've said from the very beginning, we're trying to change that question to, to a way more significant question, which is, which is, who am I created to be? And from the very beginning of the series, we've been trying to get you to understand that you are not an accident. You were created intentionally. You have a specific note to play in this song that God is writing, and God created you Oh, and only you for a purpose, and really, you're the only one that can do that. And so with that truth, how do we step into that? How do we step into the role that we were created for uh, within this mission that God has given us? And, and, and realize, and we have to realize, that this is a journey, that this isn't a question that's going to be answered quickly or overnight, and really, it shouldn't be a question that's answered quickly. This is one of those questions that we have to wrestle with God with. And, and you know, we've been using this, this domino graphic, and we've been, we've been using these pictures of dominoes to say that essentially there are certain dominoes in our life that must fall in order for us to be able to live out the life that God created us to be. That first domino was to change the question and ask, who am I created to be? The next dominoes are the anchors. And Pastor Chris walked us through this in week two about, about those, those things that are in our life that, that anchor us to the ground while everything else is moving. Things like community, like Tony talked about, like being in a group, being known, serving, serving on a team, being a part of something, Sunday, being a part of Sunday services, your time with God throughout the week, your, your relationships with those who don't know God, right? Like all of these things we know that God created us to do. Because very consistently in his word, we see it over and over again, these are the things I want you to do. And then last week, Pastor Chris talked about the next domino that has to fall, which is, which is really changing the way that we think. And how we think is crucial. And how you think about the question and how you, you think about the answer and, and being able to hear from him and, and to know how much of the question he's already answered. And so we ended last week and we, we've been engaging this past week with the question of what do I already know that God wants me to do? How has he already answered this question of who he created me to be in my life? For example, for me, I love people. I do. That is something that I've always known about me and that is something that I know that God placed inside me. I love people, I thrive in areas when I get to be with people. And I didn't, I didn't start out as the care pastor, 
But after being on staff at Hoboken Grace for a few years, some of my coworkers began seeing this aspect of me, that I gravitated towards helping people and caring for people. In fact, when I came on staff, we took the Gallup Poll's Strength Finders test, and my number one strength is empathy. I should have known that I was destined for something like this. And I, 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 I don't thrive in positions where I don't get to be with people. One of the worst jobs I ever had was a paper delivery route. You know how long I lasted? One night. It's true. I came back. Uh, I, I didn't even finish the whole route. I came back with the, with the papers that I did not deliver, and I put a note on it that said, you don't even need to pay me for this, but I quit. Why? Because you have to get up at the crack of dawn, load your car with newspapers, and drive around before anyone else is up and throw a newspaper onto their front porch. It's not like the movies at all. I thought I'd be riding a bike, waving at neighbors, here's your paper. No, no, no one was out. And not to mention, you know, <coughs> I went, I, I, not to mention that I'm not the most athletic person, as you can see. Um, so I grew up in Colorado where driveways, for some insane reason, are gigantic. All right, maybe they just need to fit their big trucks in it. I don't know. But I would throw the paper from my car and it would end up about halfway down the driveway, nowhere near the porch. So not only am I not seeing anyone, but it's also an emasculating job because then I had to get out of the car and bring the paper to the front door because I couldn't fling it far enough. So one of the things that I know about myself is that I love being around people. And if I couple that with the things that I know God has called me to do, I know that I need to gravitate into living out my purpose in a role that serves and loves people. So in, it was July of 2013, after serving and attending Hoboken Grace for a couple of years, Pastor Chris literally cornered me in this very building and asked me, have you ever thought about becoming a pastor? And I often joke that the only pastor I had any association with was Tacos El Pastor, but um, it, was something, it was something that I truly didn't see in myself. But as I started asking others and I started praying with my wife and I started asking the guys in my dinner group and the people that I was serving with, you know, they said it absolutely made sense to them. Absolutely we can see you becoming a pastor. So in January of 2014, I started full-time here at Hoboken Grace, but I need you to notice the timeline. I said Pastor Chris cornered me and asked me in July of 2013, and I didn't start until January of 2014. Why the six-month gap? I'll tell you why I was resistant. I didn't believe I could be a pastor. Because listen, I didn't grow up having this relationship with Jesus. In fact, I didn't walk into this relationship with Jesus until I was 23. And, and I had done plenty of things in my life that I wasn't proud of. And let me tell you something. It was almost as every single one of those things that I wasn't proud of or that I had done it just started coming up the moment that I began praying about coming on board at Hoboken Grace. And maybe that's happened to you. Right? Like you've started jumping into community. 
You've started to take the step of jumping and serving on a team, and people are looking at you and they're saying, man, you really have the gift of encouraging people, or man, you really have the gift of hospitality. And people are, are, are calling you into things like, like leadership. And then you're like me, and you begin to think of all the reasons why I can't. You start to tell yourself, if, if only they knew what I had done. There's no way that they would want me in their group. There's no way they would want me on their team. And we begin to tell ourselves these, these lies. We begin to believe these lies that because of what we've done, because of who we think we are, that we're not and we cannot be used by God. But here's the truth. And here's the truth that you can't deny anymore. If you're here today or if you're watching online and if you've been with us for the past few weeks, you were created on purpose for a purpose. Justin said it earlier, right? It doesn't matter where you are, what you've done, or where you've been. God is pursuing you. And that includes those of you who may not know how you feel about God yet. He's pursuing you too. And the truth is, the truth that you can't deny anymore is not only were you created for a purpose, but a purpose that God wants to use you in. So how do we step into that? And how do we get past the lies that we tell ourselves over and over and again and the excuses that we make to ourselves? Well, last week we talked a little bit about, about, about pressing forward and this idea of, of transforming our minds. And we're going we're gonna to press a little bit deeper into that today. Uh, we, we started looking at this verse from Romans um, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, and it says, Therefore... I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but here's the verse, but to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then he continues, he says, then you will be able to test and approve what, is God's, what God's will is, his good pleasing and perfect will. See, the apostle Paul, who wrote this letter to believers that were in Rome, he warns them, he says, listen, listen, you are literally going to have to transform your mind. You're going to have to begin to think differently. And the significance of this, the significance of this is far greater than, than we used to realize. Our brains literally need to transform. Our minds are shaped by thoughts and actions. When I show you these two numbers, there they are. When I show you these two numbers, what's one of your first instincts? How many people just added them together? No, now you're all lying. <laughs> Let's try it again. There's going to be participation. I'm going to have other questions. But how many of you, when you saw these first two numbers, you added them together? Thank you. How many, when you saw these numbers, you were like, oh, let's do a math problem. Two plus two equals four. All right, some of you, that, some of you math nerds out there. Okay, good. That was not me. How many of you started to like find the correlation of these numbers? Like, well, that's one off of Michael Jordan. How many of you were like, 24, 24, I can do that one. All right, 24. How many of you started to think of like significance? How many of you made this 24? All right, some of you just don't even want to put your arm up. You're like, I'm broken. Um, but whatever you did, when those numbers first flashed up, right, 
This, this is the first thing that you thought of when you saw these numbers. This sort of subconscious correlation is called an action set. Look at me sounding smart. I'm not just a pretty face. So what, what, what I found out is research has actually shown that these action sets, right, may have more of an influence over our thought processes than previously realized. So there was a study there was a study done by the um, San Francisco State University, and it shows that thoughts can subconsciously trigger actions in our brains and control what or how we think about things. So you can decide to focus or, or, or think about something, but learned activities like, like counting or adding or finding the correlation that are deeply embedded in our brain can trigger other thoughts. And so these learned activities are called sets. So it's no wonder that when Pastor Chris asked me about coming on board at Hoboken Grace, my, my thoughts became flooded with the reasons why I shouldn't do it. Rather than what if God is actually calling me into my purpose further? See, your response your response to what's being said, I'm sorry, your response to what's being said changes in response to the experiences you have, the life that you lead and the, 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 the thoughts that you think. So we have to work on changing the way that we think about life if we're gonna truly step into who God has created us to be. So we need to take it a step further and we need to ask another question that the Apostle Paul, who wrote Romans, also wrote to the church in Ephesus, found in the, 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 the letter to the Ephesians. Chapter four, verses 22, it says, so for you were taught within regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So what is Paul trying to tell us in this moment? Paul is trying to tell us that, you, that there are things in your life that actually aren't going to be helpful for you if you're going to hold on to them and step into the role that God has created you to be. And we understand this. We understand this in so many areas of our lives, except for some reason when it comes to our relationship with God. And so, so if I'm going to run a big race tomorrow, again, hypothetically, if I'm going to run a big race tomorrow, we know it's probably not a good idea to go have an all-you-can-eat buffet the night before. No, you're not carb loading. You're going to be unloading onto that track. So just like we've been talking about, though, we understand this. We know some of the answers. And you know this. You know, as soon as I say there are some things in your life that are holding you back, you're like, yeah, I know that one. And we know some of these things up to this point of our lives. And if we correlate that to what we're starting to learn about who God has created us to be, some of us know, some of us know the answers of what's holding us back. And we need to start asking that question, especially if we don't, what is holding us back that is holding you back for who you were created to be? So the question, the domino that needs to fall today is what needs to go? What needs to go? What doesn't align with who he created you to be? This verse is often called the put on or the put off verse. 
so that in order to step into who God created me to be, there are some things in your life that you may need to put off. And a great way to start with figuring out what those things are, are to look at these three things in our lives. Actions, thoughts, and attitudes. Exactly. <laughs> Actions, thoughts, and attitudes. We have to literally put something off, right? The reason the Apostle Paul is using such basic language to get us to understand something so important is that we, he gets us to understand that we know how to do this. You literally have to put off your clothes at night to put on your pajamas, right? If you get something dirty, which happens a lot when I eat, I have to put it off and put on something new. This is not something that's hard to understand in f except when it comes to our actions, our thoughts, and our attitudes. The writer of Hebrews puts it this way. He says in Hebrews chapter one, or chapter 12, verse one, he says, therefore, since we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. So that, therefore, uh, so that and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. But one of the things I love about this verse, can you go back to the beginning of this verse for me? Thank you is that he says, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. This is very significant when it comes to the things that are holding us back because what he's saying here is that there are things, there are things in our lives that can be perfectly fine, perfectly legal, even harmless, but, but they could be hindering you from stepping into who God created you to be. So the question is, what is it that's slowing you down? Let's talk about attitude for a second. All right, let's talk about attitude. All right, when, 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 what, what attitudes, if you were to look at attitudes, actions, and thoughts, if you were to look at attitude for a moment, take a moment to think about what are some of the attitudes that are setting you back? And then take it a step further and say, well, what is behind that attitude? What is the thought behind that attitude. Like maybe, maybe you have a pessimistic mindset, right? You love to focus on the negative things. You anticipate the worst will happen in life. You're a glass half empty perspective, if you will, if your name is probably Debbie, all right? Because you're a downer. Um, in fact, after the first service, somebody named Debbie came up to me and was like, not all of us. Um, she's a lovely woman. Um, yes. Or maybe it's emotions. Right? Maybe, maybe, maybe you, you're, um, you're allowing your emotions to consistently take over constantly. And yes, I know emotions are a part of what make us human and, and, and being open about them and what we feel also helps us to communicate. But listen, I understand this. I cry at everything. I mean, commercials, movies, when I see puppies. I don't know what it is. I just start crying. But sometimes, sometimes those emotions like, like anger or frustration can cause us to lose or lash out or lose our temper, right? And, and those are holding us back, right? So, so what are some of the attitudes that are consistently showing up? And then you need to start asking yourself, okay, what is behind that attitude? 2021, some of you know, was, was probably the worst year of my life, um, I got a cancer diagnosis. I had two surgeries. I, uh, after both surgeries, I almost lost my speaking voice completely. 
my apartment flooded twice, and my mom had a stroke. I was like, get me out of 2021. And I spent most of 2022 literally walking around like, like, like chicken little, like, the, like I was just waiting for the sky to fall. And the things I lived through through 2021 were tough. But dealing with the aftermath of 2022 was in some ways even tougher. Because 2022 was marked by an attitude of fear for me. An attitude of what if and it started to impact every, every aspect of my life. I was passing up opportunities because I wasn't sure what was gonna happen. I was scared about what could happen. It affected all three of these areas, my actions, my thoughts, and my attitudes. It also affected how I was going to be able to live out what God had called me to do. I told you I love being around people. But I got so scared in 2022 that I was just like, I just would rather stay home. I felt safe at home. I should have known right then and there that that wasn't who God was calling me to be because I knew who he had called me to be when I walked into relationships with people. I also never told many people this last year, but every time I used to be terrified of literally coming up here and speaking, of literally doing what I'm doing right now, and of flying, which is insane because before I came into ministry, I was flying thousands of miles a year. I mean, seriously, I, I was flying about 65 days out of the year. I, I was always on planes. I had a black belt in airport security. I mean, and speaking, and speaking about God, I was terrified. And I literally have been speaking for years, speaking in front of people. I once did a keynote in front of like 3,000 people, but but last year, because of everything that had happened in 2021, I was just so scared. So you have to ask yourself, what is the thought behind the attitude? What are the thoughts and actions or attitudes that are holding you back from who God created you to be. And if you don't know what they are, that's another great reason why you should be in community. Because just as others are able to tell you what your strengths are, they're also able to tell you the things that you need to let go of. This past Thursday, I had, a, I had a real moment with God, a, a real tough moment. When my wife came home, she saw me crying, and, and like I said, I cry a lot, so it wasn't out of the ordinary. 
she just asked what was wrong, and I told her, I said, I feel like an imposter sometimes. And I've been known to struggle with imposter syndrome from time to time, and that's when someone, someone doubts their skills and talents and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. And in being a pastor, and in my role on staff, I struggle with believing that I'm the right person for the job. But my wife, who knows me, sat there with me and was simply able to identify the lies that I was believing and helped me to put them off. Those thoughts, those attitudes, those actions that needed to go, and, 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 and that they weren't helping me to live out my purpose and to live out who God created me to be. And the same thing is true for you. Those thoughts, those actions, those attitudes, they aren't helping you live out your purpose. When I was preparing for this message this week, Pastor Chris shared this great quote with me. He said, you know, I find I'm seldom frustrated with my life. I am, however, often frustrated by my life's inability to live up to my ridiculous expectations. You know, I remember the first time my wife and I led... Uh, and went through re-engage. That, that's our, uh, our marriage curriculum here at, at Hoboken Grace. In a, it's in a small group setting. And, and we've been married for 10 years. And, and one of the things that it, realized, that, that it revealed to me was how much some of these ridiculous expectations on how my marriage should look and what it should look like. And again, it was being in a small group setting. And, and, and I don't know, maybe it's for you. you know, re-engage is a powerful, powerful tool. If you find yourself living, trying to, to live up to ridiculous expectations in marriage, maybe you should jump in to re-engage. In fact, there's a group launching this week. Another thing that's, that, that, that's holding us back and can hold me back is, is, is trying to be someone who you think they want you to be, others want you to be. Well, stop doing that. They didn't create you. So you have to start working through these things with God and with others. So what is the thought behind the attitude? What is the action behind the thought? For instance, another thing that was big for me this upcoming year was social media. Because let's be honest, I've never met someone who was heavily into social media that was thoroughly content with their life. It's actually something that I felt God was telling me to put off in 2023, so I put it off of my phone. I find that I'm on social media a lot less when it's not on my phone, and so if I haven't responded to you on social media, now you know why. Or maybe it's people. How crazy is that to think about that something that I actually thrive with could also be hindering me? Because sometimes there are people in our life that are not actually helping you to step into the role that God had created you for. In fact, there are sometimes there are people that are actually holding you back. And so you ask yourself, when I spend a lot of time around them, do they tend to keep me from God or push me towards him? And so you need to start asking these tough questions. What needs to go? Or maybe who needs to go? 
But here's the truth. You can't keep taking things off. You're going to eventually freeze. You have to put some stuff on, right? So what are you, the question then is now that you've gotten some stuff that you need to take off and put off, what are now some things that you are going to need to put on? What are you going to replace it with? What are the actions, the thoughts, and the attitudes that you are going to replace? When I was walking through, you know, my fear, my chicken little syndrome, right? I did what was called a day away, okay? And I encourage everybody to do this. Literally, I just took one day for a number of hours. I went off and my sole intention was just to spend some time with God. No agenda, just go and spend some time with him. And naturally things come up and naturally questions come up. And I felt that he was bringing me to this verse over and over and over again that day that I went out with him. And it was this verse that was found in 2 Timothy 1.7 and it says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. So to be perfectly transparent, because why stop now? This is what I'm going to be putting on in 2023. I am going to put off the spirit of fear and timidity, and I'm going to put on the power that I'm going to put on his power, love, and self-discipline. I'm putting off the attitude that is holding me back from who he has created me to be, and I am putting on the things that are going to help me become who he's created to be. So here's a, a short, not exhaustive list, but here's another few examples that we can look at. So complaining. Maybe, maybe somebody has said that about you, right? Maybe, maybe you even said that about yourself. Man, I complain a lot. So you think about, okay, well, what's the opposite, right? That's a great way to figure it out. If you need to know what you need to put on of the things you want to put off, think about the opposite, all right? So if I'm complaining a lot, maybe I need to go with praise, right? You sit down, you have a, an, an uh, a not great meal, right? And you are just ready to do this. You take a pause and you go, but at least the decor was nice. <laughs> or pay impatience. And you think, okay, well, obviously I need to put on patience, okay? This right here for New Jersey drivers <laughs> are a thing. So right before you go to honk that horn, you pray. <laughs> for them. <laughs> really hard. <laughs> or boasting. Maybe you go around thinking you're better than everyone, right? And somebody's told you, hey, hey, just bring it down a notch. Well, then you got to work on, okay, praising others. But here's something else that I've found that is absolutely amazing about the way that God works. If you are really good at complaining, you're going to be really good at praising. If I am really good at being fearful and timid, when I put on God's power and his love and his self-discipline, I am able to step into the role that he's created me to be, not because I've done it, but because he's allowed it to be put on. Worry, same thing. If I'm consistently done with worry, well, you know what? I'm gonna work on trusting. Or if I'm going to be, you know, if I struggle with laziness, man, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to really work on diligence. 
And you continue. Again, this is not an exhaustive list. This is just examples of things. And it's almost like you need to take the thing that you need to put off and replace it with what God says you need to put on. And here's the truth. If you've already walked into this relationship with Jesus Christ, look at what the Apostle Paul says in his letter to Galatians uh, 3.27. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism put on Christ like putting on new clothes. Interesting. He also says this in Colossians 3.10. He says, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and be like him. This is already true of you. This is already true of you if you've walked into this relationship with Jesus Christ. You have the power to do this. You just need to step into this. When Jesus Christ died for you on that cross, he took all of those lies that you believe about yourself and all of those things that are holding you back and he nailed them to the cross. You can do this. Stop putting back on your old clothes. They don't fit anymore. Throw away those jeans that you have stashed in the back of the closet and say, maybe they'll fit again. They won't. (laughs) Put them off. Put them off and then begin to put on the truth of who God created you to be. This isn't so that you could just have a nice and better and healthier life. No, it's not about that. It's about living the life that God created you to be. When we step into this relationship with Jesus Christ, we are made new from the inside out. We all have destructive destructive actions and lies and stuff that in our lives that need to be put off and replaced with goodness and truth. So what do you need to put off so that you can put on? So this week in your groups, and if you're not in a group, you should join one because it'll be very difficult to do it in a group if you're not in a group. You're going to be working through this worksheet that's found in your app. If you open up your app homepage right now, go ahead and do it. It's all right. You can go on your phone. Some of you have been on it all day. (laughs) Open it up right at the top. It says, put on, put off. There should be a worksheet right there. You're going to be working through this in your groups and, and working through this with others. But as you can see right at the top, there are these three things that God is asking you to put off. And then what are the lies What is the things behind them that you need to put off? What is he asking you to do? And then you go to the scriptures and you write down, like I did with 2 Timothy, you go and you find the thing that God teaches us to put in place of those actions so the truth confronts us when we start to believe those lies. And I love that it says you should review this on a weekly basis. Because here's the truth, if you commit to doing this over and over and over again, you will begin to throw off these things that are holding you back and you will begin to put on those things that will not only make you more like Christ, but also allow you to live out your purpose for who he created you to be. Yes, we're continuing to still ask that question, God, who did you create me to be? And we can ask him and we can continue to lean into that. And as he answers... As he answers us, when we start to see it more clearly, then we can start to put on this new journey and start to follow him. This is what's in store when we cast off the things that hinder us and put on the things that help us to play the role that he created us to be. So, this week, commit to engaging with him and say, God, what are the things that need to go? so that I can put on the things that you have for me so I can really step into 
who you've created me to be. Will you pray with me? Father, I, I want to thank you for this truth. I, I, it gets me so jazzed. It does. It gets me so excited to, 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 to think about this. To think that of all the things that, that we're going through, that, that there is a practical way that you've shown us, hey, you don't need to deal with this anymore. You don't need to hold on to this anymore. You don't need to carry this anymore. And so my prayer is for those that are listening right now, whether they're in here in the room or watching online, that you will start to make very clear the things that you are calling them to put off, the actions, the thoughts, the attitudes, and help them to dig a little bit deeper with you. Hey, what are the, what are the reasons behind those thoughts? What are the reasons behind those actions? What are the reasons behind those attitudes? And then start to reveal yourself to us, God. Okay, what happens when I throw those things off? What do you want me to clothe myself with? I pray for this group, God. I pray for our church family here. That each and every one of here can get, everyone here can step just even a little bit closer to that purpose that you've created us to be. And it's all because of Jesus. And it's in his name we pray.